You're listening to a podcast from 702. Bongani Mingwa. 702 Afternoon Drive. 3 to 6. It's 21 minutes after 4 o'clock now. In its fight against the public protector, Busisu Mkwebane, over her Banco report, APSA has, apt, has upped the ante by seeking a costs order against her in her personal capacity. They're also pursuing a declaratory order because they say she abused her office. And that's just the beginning. The bank contends that Mkwebane may have conspired with the presidency to reach her conclusions. Conclusions. And joining us on the line is the spokesperson for APSA Bank, Songe Zozibi, on the line from Johannesburg. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Bongani. If we go back to the June report, the two key the two key issues that stand out for me was firstly the directive to Parliament to change the mandate of the central bank, and for the SIU to recover what Mkwebane described uh, as uh, one as one hundred and twenty five billion rand in what she called misappropriated public funds unlawfully given to APSA, both of which she now concedes she didn't how shall I phrase it quite mean that way. Thanks, Ronani. Firstly, let me just uh, correct something, which is that the South African Reserve Bank is seeking a cost order against a public protector in a personal capacity. They've also said uh, in their papers that they believe she she abused her office. However, in our own papers, we're also seeking a cost order against her in her official in her official capacity. Um, But more, but more to your but more to your question, Bongani. I think what. What we believe uh, occurred is that the public protector did not run a, the kind of investigation that an institution such as hers uh, should run. We were not given an opportunity to represent, uh, to make proper representations before the report was finalized. And we only found this out after the report had been presented because there were facts that we never had an opportunity to dispute. So while we had an opportunity to make representations on the draft report. What came out of her report showed that there were further consultations and other information that she had that we did not have an opportunity to to dispute. So we believe that the decision stands to be reviewed and set aside including the, the remedial action that she, she insisted upon. One of, the key cons- uh, one of the key objections, I suppose, is meetings with the presidency. Now, she says this was routine because they requested it as an interested and affected party as part of their response. We don't believe that position has got any standing wrong. And in fact, for, for a bit of context for the listeners, there were numerous interactions and pieces of information that the, it that it became apparent to us that the public protector used in order to arrive at a final report. For instance, the meetings with state security, the meetings with the president. There was also in the Rule 53 record that she provided to us, also reference to a report by Dr. Chris Maligane and so on. We repeatedly requested access to those documents, and and she she never provided it. What she has done in her latest application, she has referred to yet more previously unknown information. And we believe, and then all the parties in their own papers have said have, have said the same, that the manner in which she has conducted this investigation and also sought to justify after the fact decisions that she had taken improperly uh, means that the decision must be set aside. How crucial is it that the person who leads that office knows what he or she is doing? 
The Office of the Public Protector is is founded in the Constitution itself. It is absolutely important that that person that person is is upstanding, that they are competent, and that they enjoy the trust of the very parties that from time to time uh, they should investigate. Our experience with this process has left us with a different feeling, which is. Uh, that the Office of the Public Protector has not been forthcoming, at least with the information that we needed. We've only been able to pursue this case because we believe even on the limited and truncated information that she provided to us, we still have a very strong case. Why costs in her personal capacity? Well, this is... The Reserve Bank uh, in their papers feel that uh, that this is linked to their belief that she has abused their office. And for that reason, I suppose that they, do, they feel that the, the taxpayers should not pay for something that taxpayers should not pay for, which is uh, unbecoming conduct, to as, use their words. As you pointed out, it's not in your papers, but is it a belief you share? We, we have stated in our own papers that we believe that she acted improperly and with an ulterior motive. Right, Songa Zozibi on the line there from Johannesburg, spokesperson for APSA. And by the way, we did try to reach out to the Public Protector's Office. Uh, They issued a statement in which, more or less, uh, they denied uh, what was reported in yesterday's papers. And they say the media needs to understand how these things work. And essentially, their their central argument is that the president uh, requested a meeting in addition to the written response. The presidency, rather, requested a meeting in addition to their written response. And they say this was standard procedure and to imply anything other than that is mischievous. But they refused to come on the radio.